Welcome to the Life Point Louisville podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Sean McGill. For more information about this podcast and for other resources, visit lifepointlou.org. And here's what I want to talk about today. I just have a simple thought. Uh, I want to talk about two things. Number one is this. I just want to talk about where we've come from, like what all God's been doing over the last year. And then I want to talk about where we're going or what we should be focused on. And so I know many of you guys, you know, maybe, maybe you know, a majority of the room, 50% or something, maybe you've been here from day one, but there's, uh, you know, also another uh, side of you that maybe you're new here, maybe you've popped up in the last few weeks, maybe at Christmas or maybe since we moved over to KCD. And, you know, from time to time, I'll share our story and from time to time, I'll talk about how the church started and, and where we've come from. And, you know, I've just been encouraged to keep sharing that because the truth is we can never forget God's faithfulness. And there's just something uh, about taking time to remind ourselves every year where God has brought us from. You know, as people, I don't think we do that often enough in our families and in our relationships. You know, if you look throughout the Old Testament, it was a very common practice where several times a year they would have festivals and traditions set up in a place where they just take time to remember. They just take time to reflect. And so, you know, Sundays like this is a great opportunity for us to just look back on God's faithfulness, to talk about how this all started. You know, in 2015, Jennifer and I were celebrating our 10-year anniversary. We were living in Jackson, Mississippi, and we decided to take our 10-year anniversary trip to Vancouver, Canada. And right before we had left for that trip, our senior pastor at the church, Christ Life Church of the Highlands uh, in Jackson, Mississippi, had given me a book called Pass the Baton and said, hey, I'd like to hand the church over to you. At that time, I had a dream in my heart to pastor one day, and honestly, I thought that that was God's plan for our life. And that's what I really believe that God was doing. And so we headed to Vancouver. We were on our anniversary trip, and we were just a few days into the city. And Jennifer and I had taken Sea to Sky Highway. It's a highway that is just so majestic. It's got, you know, literally sea on one side and just big open sky and redwoods on the other. And we were heading from Vancouver to Whistler, and about halfway so Whistler, we pulled off to the side of the road and decided to go on a hike. And it was on that hike that at some point, Jennifer and I just both kind of looked at each other and said, I don't think we're supposed to do that. I just don't think we're supposed to take over the church in Mississippi. Now, this is everything we had been dreaming of and praying for, but something just clicked in our spirit that said, I don't think that's it. And so we came back and we told our senior pastor, hey, um, thanks, but this isn't what we're supposed to do. We had no backup plan. There was no other options out there. We just, we just didn't feel like this is what God had for us. And so fast forward the next few months, I ended up taking a job in Fredericksburg, Virginia at LifePoint Church. I became the campus pastor of their main campus. That time, I think we had three or four campuses, a few thousand people. And, you know, I really felt like I was just in over my head. I'd never led more than a couple hundred people. And Jennifer and I moved in with just a dream in our heart to just serve God. We had kind of put our dream on hold to go serve somebody else's dream, saying, okay, God, if, if we never plant a church, if we never become lead pastors, we'll just serve because this is where we feel like you're leading us. And so we ended up in the small town of Fredericksburg, Virginia. And uh, man, we began to learn and grow and God began to do so much in our life. And about three years in, I found myself in Utrecht, Netherlands. Here's a picture of it. And walking along this canal with our global senior pastor, Pastor Daniel Floyd, 
a week before we had headed to the Netherlands, I felt in my spirit that this would be a time that, that really I'd hoped that God would begin opening the door for what the dream that you know, Jennifer and I had in our heart um, for conversations to take place. But Jennifer and I kind of both said, we're not gonna bring it up. If God ever wants to do it in our lives, then, then, then he'll just do it and it won't be something that we pursue or we go knock down the door. And so I, I prayed and fasted for a week leading up into this trip because I just felt like God was gonna do something in the Netherlands. And sure enough, I was on my last night in the Netherlands and I was in a castle that's actually just right over to the side in a basement cellar. I mean, that sounds like a crazy story, right? Not making it up. I was in a castle in the Netherlands and I was sitting there with Pastor Daniel and another pastor. Another pastor looked at him and jokingly said, how are you gonna keep Sean around? And uh, Pastor Daniel looked at me, and in that moment, um, he spoke to the dream that we had had in our heart, and he said, I always hoped that you'd plan a church, and I always hoped we'd do it together. And so in May of 2018, we cried, shook hands, and said, let's figure this out. Fast forward a year later. We never said anything after that. A year later, next picture, um, we started dreaming. And we got out a map, and we thought that we were going to plant a church in West Virginia. And so we left with this, like, hey, let's do it. And we got out this map, and this is what I had circled on my phone. I actually took this screenshot. I can't believe I had it. I've actually erased every other memory of West Virginia from my mind. <laughs> we got out a map, and we, we ended up in Morgantown, West Virginia. And Jennifer got, I'm sorry if you're from West Virginia. <laughs> Jennifer got physically sick. It was that bad. We got there. We had hyped ourselves up. Surely, uh, I'd done all this study. I had all the vision for, in fact, right now, I feel like I could go plant a church there. I got so much vision for it, for all the information that I researched. And so we got there, and we knew within the first few minutes that that definitely was not it. And so we left Morgantown, West Virginia, and we ended up actually going through Maryland. We were up in Hagerstown, and couple other places, and then we drove back, and um, at, at the tail end uh, of driving back, we, we just said, hey, what, what are we going to do? What's next? And uh, I don't even remember how we got there, but uh, we took a week or two, and then we ended up in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And I remember we were in Harrisburg, and we were at Hershey, where they make chocolate, and we were like, this is surely it. This is a sign from God. <laughs> it's like the best chocolate I've ever had in my life. And <laughs> Anyways, it wasn't it. I, I think the thing that actually uh, landed in our heart that this is not the place is on the way home, we had called Dustin and Erica. They had been our good friends. Dustin's our worship pastor, and they've been our good friends for, I don't know, at that point, seven, eight, nine years, something. They were actually with us at that church in Mississippi. And we remember selling, you know, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania to Dustin and Erica. And Dustin's like, I'll go wherever, bro. That's just his personality. And we could just hear it in Erica's voice that she was not coming. And I just knew, I just knew we couldn't start a church without them. So I was like, okay, this isn't going to work um, if Dustin and Erica don't, don't show up. And so um, we went home and we said, okay, what's next? And we ended up in Louisville, Kentucky. I don't know what the next picture is, guys. I can't see it on the back. Uh, but if you'll just put that on the next slide. We ended up in Louisville, Kentucky, and we're standing on the Big Four Bridge, and we are third day in the city. And uh, it, it was really great because this is actually the only city. Go back to the picture before uh, that is Dustin and Erica and Jennifer and I. This is our very first picture in Louisville. Everybody sitting up, please and thank you, out in Nulu. 
So funny that we ended up actually starting the church uh, in the Nulu area. Um, this was how it all started, us four dreaming about a city. And the next picture, Dustin and Erica go home. They like the city. And we were standing on the Big Four Bridge. And Jennifer was looking out over the city. And she began to cry and weep. And she said, I just really felt the Lord speak to me just now. And said, this is your city. This is where I'm sending you to. Um, and in that moment, she began to hear and reflect on all the conversations that we had been having uh, with the people that we had met in the city. And I felt peace wash over my life or wash over uh, my heart in that moment. We said, okay, uh, we're going to move to a city that we do not know, we had never been to, um, and we don't know if they need another church or don't need another church, but we're going. And so we went home that day and said, Louisville, Kentucky is it. And so Dustin and Erica, it was close enough to home, and so we got Erica on board and Again, Dustin was like, bro, let's go, ride or die. And I said, I said okay. And um, here we are. And next picture, please. And the story progresses. And so our senior pastor prayed over us. We ended our um, season as campus pastors uh, there in Fredericksburg. And here Jennifer and I are. This is our senior pastors, global senior pastors. So uh, our oversight uh, and here's Pastor Daniel and Pastor Tammy. And you got to know, we got sent with covering. We're not just out here kind of riding solo, but we got a whole army behind us of people that are covering us and praying for us. You got, in fact, a whole church, this uh, LifePoint Virginia, who Terrence, or what Terrence had talked about a while ago. In fact, they're, they're why we're here. About 50 people moved. If you go to the next picture, this was our first interest meeting after this meeting. Jennifer and I had in the college of LifePoint and uh, about 50 people moved here from Fredericksburg or the surrounding areas of Virginia to come start this church. And on top of that 50, people that you will never see, you will never talk to, they will honestly probably never step foot in this building or any building we had, actually paid for us to start this church because they believed in the vision. And so generous people just like yourself, uh, volunteers, gave $250,000 to say, go start the church, don't worry about it, don't beg people for money, just go and love people, meet people, and let us make every hard thing about church planting easy, and you guys run hard. And so 50 crazy people moved with us uh, from, from Virginia to here, and then in July of 2020, we had our first interest meeting, per se, in story on the very first floor, and a handful of people, 52 people gathered that night, and we had our first meeting in a little conference room. We didn't have a speaker. We didn't have a microphone. Uh, we just had a whole lot of people with heart and passion to see the city changed. And many of you guys, in fact, I think just about everybody that was there uh, that night is still in this room. And, you know, I look at people like Blake there at the back. You can see his kind of nice fade going on. He's running our production now and the Saxons and Dana, and I can go on and on. And so that was that. And then fast forward to the next picture. And then in uh, August, it was the next month after that, we started meeting in what was a uh, then known as the third floor, now it's the upper room, and God began to grow the team, and that's where we met our youth pastors, Billy and Lydia, and so many more of you, we can keep going around uh, the room, and so we began gathering in the upper room, and then in January 
of last year, we launched the church at the Melwood Art Center, and here we are celebrating that. It was at Melwood a few months later that we had our very first baptisms. Come on, somebody. And we baptized. Look at this girl right here. It's so awesome. She had the yellow beanie right over here on the side. Standing on the stage and had our first baptisms, and God did so, so much there. And then in August of 2021, we moved to KCD, and uh, what a miracle story that was, and God just provided. And so here we are today, a little bit of our journey and a little bit of how we got here, and so many lives have been changed along the way. You know, I think it's so easy to come into a room like this and, you know, just see the attendance or just see the crowd, but... What has always been important for Jennifer and I is to realize that the crowd are our lives, that the crowd are real faces with real hearts that have walked in with real issues and bondage and baggage and heart for Jesus. And, you know, we never want to forget that God is not just building a church, but he's changing lives. And so God has changed so many lives in the last 12 months. I mean, in a time where many churches, unfortunately, were shutting down, we were starting in the time that many churches were shrinking, God was progressing us. And as I think about that, I can't help but to think about how God's hand has been on us. But I think God's hand has been on us so clearly because we've always put people first. We've always put life change first. And I hope that's what you've experienced. And I know there's been times that, you know, things like being a portable church, it can, it can be tough when it's easy to spend more time about how we got to set up and tear down again than it is to talk about truly what all God is doing. But if we really were to talk about all the lives that have been changed, we'd realize that God has done exceedingly more than we could ever think, ask, or even imagine. I want to share a couple of those stories with you. First story goes this way. In 2020, I went through a really rough season in my faith. Almost left the church, but I heard about LifePoint. I met with Pastor Jennifer and unloaded all my questions and doubts, uh, and she so gracefully heard it all and responded with such wisdom and love. After that conversation, I started going to team meetings. This place has changed my life. My walk with the Lord has never felt so alive. The community that I'm surrounded by is the most important, genuine, supportive, and loving community I've ever known. This past year, the Lord has broken off so many chains in my life. I've experienced so much freedom over things that have held me captive for years, and I am so grateful that I get to be a part of all the Lord is doing here. Erica, we're so grateful for you and so grateful that God has broken some chains off of your life. Thank you. Thank you for what you've been a part of, and God, thank you, not to us, God, but to your glory for this life change story. The next person that I can't help to think of, Brian and Valerie, our neighbors that live next to us in our neighborhood, said being a part of LifePoint has impacted our lives in so many ways in a very short time. The gatherings are vibrant and full of life. The love of Jesus is on full display through this church. We've made meaningful connections and feel more at home than we've ever had before. We feel known and loved and are grateful for how people here have engaged us asked about our dreams, wanted to find out how we're uniquely gifted, and then have empowered us and encouraged us in those areas. We've rediscovered purpose. That's my prayer for many of you guys this year. We've seen dreams that have been buried come back to life, dreams that are full of kingdom purpose. We've prayed for a church like this for more than a year. 
And when God asks us to plant in a church where we could belong, connect, and help make a difference in our city, LifePoint is the answer to that prayer. We are forever grateful to be a part of this house. Brian and Valerie, we love you. We're so grateful for you. I think of this next story. Dusty, out in the, I don't know where Dusty is, out in the parking lot every week. You see him, he's waving his hand back there. I had to shrink some of his story because he gave me about three pages, but there was one part that was really meaningful as I read it. He said, I came to visit the first few times and heard Pastor Sean and Jennifer teaching about the church culture and the spirit of love among the members and the dream team. The very best and most important part for me, though, was when a simple handwritten postcard for my six-year-old little girl. We like to send postcards to every uh, child that, that comes to church. They received it, and he said what, what was best is when that postcard came in, it sparked a love and a feeling of inclusiveness that made my daughter feel something I've always wanted to feel my whole life. They made her feel like she had a church home with that postcard. And it let me know without a doubt that God was doing and pointing me to this church home, the one that I had been longing and looking for and praying for. LifePoint is home. Dusty, we love you, man. We're so grateful for you. Thank you each and every week. Show this next story here. At the end of 2020, this is Lacey, the Jurgens family. A woman reached out to me on Instagram in regard to home design that I had been doing on the side. And naturally, I crept on her page. We have any Instagram creepers out there? <laughs> and saw that they were helping launch a brand new church coming to Louisville in 2021. I immediately was intrigued and excited for this opportunity as to how this church would impact my family after years of praying and searching. We were able to attend the first service at LifePoint Louisville when they launched at Melwood. And from the moment we stepped out of our SUV in the parking lot, we knew it was a fit for us from the individuals serving in the parking lot to those that greeted us when we walked inside. We felt peace and comfort as we dropped our two toddler girls off in Kids Point that they would be loved and cared for. My husband felt connected during worship and the service that, in a way that he hadn't felt in years. We knew that day that LifePoint Louisville was the church that we had been praying for and a place that we would call home. We love you guys. So thankful for you your hands all over this church and uh, just believe in the best is yet to come. And your two little girls bring so much life to this house. And so Jurgen's family, we love you. One more story here I have for you. Mike Smith. I love, that's how I find you most of the time. That's how I see you during worship, just surrendered to God. And this is a perfect picture of who Mike is. And he said, our first impression uh, impressions of LifePoint, we were greeted with hellos and welcomes and kindness and handshakes and smiles and conversations, unlike what we were used to. One key moment for me was after a few weeks of attending, Pastor Jennifer greeted me. We talked about, or, or we talked, and I stated that my wife was not coming this week. She told me she would pray for her to join a church. I would have never expected that from a pastor, as she basically was a stranger to us. Since attending, I have been a part of the growth track, I've joined the production team. We've met people. We now consider friends. And from this, we have started, a, or we started to host a Bible study at our home for those attending the church as well as others. I've never experienced being so embraced by strangers. I love sharing my time and being involved 
at the church. We appreciate the camaraderie and the friends that we have made. The worship music is amazing. The messages we receive weekly are just what we need. We feel as if the church is a family, and we are very grateful and thankful for our spiritual home. All these things have brought us much closer to God. Mike, we love you. We love you, man. And the truth is, I could keep going. I've screenshotted every single thing that I feel like anybody has ever posted online about us. And God has done so much. And these stories that I shared, you know, with you, many of them, that's, that's your story. You walked in, you felt that same love. You felt that same embrace. You felt that same, same hope. And so that's where we've been. And so where are we going? I wanna give you a, just five quick things, and then we're gonna celebrate, end with a song, and go have some cake, because that's what you do when it's your birthday. <laughs> but God's done so much. But I really believe there's more to come. There's just more to come. There's more stories like this of people that are walking in, or will walk in and say, I never felt loved, but now I felt loved. I needed a home, and I found one. And so five things I would like us to set our hearts focus on as we head into our second year as a church. We're not a, a baby anymore. And so in what ways can we grow up? Five things that I hope will be the focus of this house this year. Number one is this, that we would focus on our passion for more of God. This year, more than ever before church, you would focus on your passion for more of him. May this year be a year where you say, God, I need more of you. I need more of you. I love what the scripture says. When you seek him, guess what? You'll find him. How? When you seek him with all your heart. And so for each of these five things, I just want to give you a question. I'd love for you to write them down. And the question is this, what do you need to do in this area this year to go all in with God? This year, what step do you need to take to increase your passion for God? The second thing is this, let us focus on connecting in authentic, honest relationships. I pray this year that our church would be more than just a gathering on Sunday, but would be a place where lives are changed Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday in homes and coffee shops and locations all throughout this city as we focus in on relationships. Scripture actually says, let us not neglect meeting together as some people do, but let's encourage one another, especially now as the day of his return is drawing near. Guys, I don't know when Jesus is coming back, but let us not neglect relationships. Let us, let us not neglect the family of God, meeting together, growing with one another. This is the year that for some of you, this isn't just a place where you pop in and pop out on Sunday, but it'll be a place where you truly have family. You truly have a group of people that you could call at 2 a.m. and they'll be there. And so let's focus in on that. One of the ways that you can do that, that will help you as a church is on the 13th of February, we'll have Group Connect. It's a great place to just get in a group. And for many of you, maybe you have a heart uh, a heart to maybe lead a group so people in our church that don't have relationships can enter in. We can stop by after service, our connections environment. 
we'd love to tell you how you can sign up to lead a group. And so here's the question for you this year. Will you let somebody know the real you? This year, would you get open and honest enough in relationship that you would take off the mask? See, everybody doesn't have to know the real you, but somebody does. And so this year, would you just commit to letting people know the real you? Would you commit to saying, I'm not okay? See guys, it's okay to walk through seasons where you're not okay, but it's not okay to walk through seasons acting like everything is okay. And so will you let somebody know the real you? The third is this, will you focus on your progression of spiritual growth? Scripture says this, and we've been reading it the last few weeks. Now, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on one thing, forgetting the past, looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which Jesus uh, through Christ, uh, or which God through Jesus Christ is calling us. This year, I pray that you wouldn't just look back, but you'd press ahead and say, God, what step do you want me to take this year? What, in fact, here's the best question. God, what is my next step spiritually that I need to take this year? What is the thing this year that you need to step into? To say, God, I'm not gonna stand still this year. I'm not gonna let the end of 2022 me just look like the same thing I did in 2021. I want you to grow this year. And so may we focus on it. Number four, I pray that each and every person in our church would focus on our participation in the church. That we wouldn't just attend and be a spiritual consumer, but we would be a spiritual contributor. See, the reality is this, it's not you, but it's we. It's not just the person next to you, but it's we together. What makes a church strong is when we lock arms together. What brings about more to come is when we say, we're all in this together. Man, what a tragedy it would be if we get to the end of our journey and we just attended and consumed and never locked arms to grow and build something together. See, the truth is great churches aren't built on the talents of a few but they're really built on the sacrifice of many. This church wasn't built on my personality or Jennifer's or the few that you see on the stage. It was built on the hundreds of people that each week come and show up. That, that, that the dream team that says we're a part of this. In fact, the church will continue to grow at the rate of our participation, at the rate of our involvement. Why would God bring more here if we can't handle it because we're not involved? Because a few can't care for the masses. And so every time somebody steps in and gets involved, I really think God says, I bring you a few more. Every time somebody gets their hands on the net, I see a few more people walking through the door as God says, you're prepared, you can care for them. See, God doesn't want to just bring people in here to consume but he wants to bring people in here to be cared for. And so I pray that you would realize it's not you, but it is we together for we are both God's workers. We're both God's workers. 
And so the question is this, this year, how can you use your, your treasure and your time and your talent really to make an eternal difference? That this year you would serve and you would gather and you would give. You know, for this all to happen, it's gonna take all of us. Can't just be me, but it has to be we. And lastly is this. Let's focus on our pursuit for the lost. I love what scripture says. And then he told him, go into all the world and preach the good news. To who? To everyone. I pray this year we would preach the good news to everyone. I pray this year we'd be more focused on reaching lost people than ever before. I pray we'd be more committed to shining brightly the light of Jesus as a church than than maybe we, we have in the last 12 months. One of the things that I wanna challenge our church in is this. As I look back over the people that have came last year and I look at the visitors that have attended our church, one of the things that have been kind of apparent is this, that nine out of 10 people that come to our church uh, came because of a social media post, which is awesome. Um, and, and we invest in that every month. But I don't wanna grow the church on like customer acquisition cost, you know, like, okay, for every $5, you know, we spend on social media ad, we know it's gonna get somebody else in. It's just not sustainable and it's not God's plan. And I think the reason, you know, why that, that, that has happened is because I don't know, honestly, if I've done a good job just teaching our church that, hey, we've got to reach lost people. That's our mission. That's our focus. It's not just about consuming, but we've got to go. And this year, with God's help, I hope we can flip the amount of people that are coming in. I hope next year that maybe one out of 10 would say, I saw it on a social media post. God loves social, I love social media. And I hope nine out of 10 would say, I came because somebody invited me. I come, came because a coworker dragged me. I came because a neighbor came and picked me up. I came because a family reunion, somebody would not stop talking about what God was doing. And this would be the year we would go into the highways and the byways and we would pursue lost people. Would just be a focus. And so here's the question for you in this one. Who, who, who can you invite to church this year? And together, together, let's see God do more. Guys, there's more to come. We're just getting started. We're just getting started. It's more lives more opportunities, more vision in my heart to see this city changed for God's glory, not to us, but for his glory, everybody. And so would you bow your heads? Father, I thank you. I thank you that there's more to come. I thank you that this year, this year, God, is gonna be a year where our focus is clear and that as our focus is clear, God, the people in our church would grow. God, as they enter into relationship, as they join the team, as they focus on what really matters, as we go pursue the lost, 
that this year would be a year where we realize that you want to do exceedingly more than we could ever ask, think, or even imagine. And God, may what we see this year be a year where there's more to come. More to come. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said amen. Amen, everybody. Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Louisville podcast. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the good news of Jesus, you can give by visiting lifepointlou.org forward slash give or text LCLOU to 77977. Thanks so much. We hope you have an incredible week.